Now, there are calls for a meth program in Te Tokiro to be rolled out nationwide to help address the growing and urgent problem of meth addiction in Aotearoa. New research by the Helen Clark Foundation and the Drug Foundation says a tough-on-crime approach has failed and there needs to be a health-based approach instead. One of those approaches, the report says, Te Ara Oranga, a trial program for meth addiction run in Northland, should be rolled out nationwide. Earlier this year, it was launched in Murupara. The General Manager of Mental Health and Addiction Services at Te Whatu Ora Northland, Ian McKenzie, told me now was a good time to expand it to coincide with the national change to health services. Uh, look, it's successful in part because it's been a, a collaborative multi-agency and community-based. It, it, it really is that foundation stone from that everything else that can follow with relative straightforward. It hasn't been without its uh, challenges. But if you've got this, the trust and the solid basis, then uh, it all goes from there. You've worked in addiction services for quite some time, Ian, so you would have seen a lot of programmes go through and be piloted. For you personally, what sort of results have you seen, especially in, in the community in, in Te Tokiro? The thing I can see most, certainly our, our wastewater is giving, a, giving us an indication that... Um, that use is down. But the most important thing, and the most important thing I think for all of us, is that we're seeing communities kind of own this and seeing communities say, you know, not okay round here. And that makes a huge difference because it's, it's sort of individuals within their whanau and within their wider wider community environment. And, and that, to me, makes the big difference. Is, you know, we're, we're not there yet, but we can definitely see uh, good progress in that. No, I was in Te Taitokiro recently and I saw all of the signs and they're prevalent everywhere you you drive. Um, and so in terms of, you know, what this report has also found was that being tough on crime um, doesn't work. So how much do you think the ongoing harm is caused by the criminal justice response? Well, um, I don't think that it's worked. And I think that from a health perspective, you know, people, um, you know, delaying or not engaging um, with health services, you know, and part of it can be kind of paranoia or lack of, lack of trust. Um, so the the taking a health response has meant that we're working, you know, very closely with the police um, and it hasn't impacted on people's access to health. In fact, it's increased it because we're responsive, the referrals come through quickly because we're, we're um, sharing information around the referral pathway so that people can get seen, you know, really soon. Long delays um, don't work that well in addiction services, so a quicker response, a response to people who have been identified as being a, a kind of having a stake in it, if you like, is really important as well. And just that there's, there's people who um, who understand who are at the sort of end of the end of the phone or end of the conversation. Mm. To be frank, Ian, I, I do feel that the issue of addiction, especially around methamphetamine addiction, does get pushed kind of underground and in this underbelly where there are many people who who wouldn't who would have no idea. But there are a lot of us who have connections, who know people who are affected by this. I mean this isn't a issue and a problem that isn't is not going away, right? This is very prevalent and it is ruining communities and pulling families apart. It absolutely is and and I think people's um 
you know, reticence to come forward has got to do with the, the potential penalties. Um, and it's not, you know, the, this isn't something that's just a, a very quick fad. It's actually embedded itself in communities and, you know, just living here, the, the harm that it does is, is really obvious. I don't know many people that don't know some people who are impacted negatively by meth. There's a, there's a hell of a lot of it up here still. And it's just really important that we can actually support people when they're making a decision, support Fano when they're making a, a decision to to move on and not get trapped into it, not get stuck in it. Mm. You know, obviously this report has called for uh, the programme Te Aroranga to be rolled out nationwide. It's a multi-agency approach. So those relationships need to be quite stable in order for it to work. Is that possible, do you think, nationwide, as well as, of course, needing more resources in order to do so? Yeah, just as in Northland, we would we would say, look, a cookie cutter doesn't work for us. Um, equally, we're not suggesting that um, our recipe or our way would work for everybody, but but the foundation stones, some of the ones I've, I've mentioned, you know, engage with your communities first, um, build a multi-agency approach, use Kopapa providers, use Māori um, providers, iwi providers and local NGOs. Police come in, they've been great partners, but the partnership's really important and I think for the, for the health system it's seeing that, you know, responding and being proactive in, in our response um, works. And work so much better. Those things are, are I would believe, um, consistent countrywide. Mm. How crucial is it having mana whenua on board? Oh, really, really critical. We we wouldn't have got started if we didn't have the, the sort of endorsement of our communities. We went for a number of hui around um, the motu at the beginning. You know, there were, there were highly expressed emotions and some, you know, can you do it, DHB? Do you understand our, our communities? But between us, we do. And so the, the, the role of, of mana whenua, the role of, of iwi and kaupapa providers has been kind of critical to this more work to do, more people to bring in, um, but I think it's I think it's really important in terms of um, getting to the people that we need to get to. You know that point where people are, are distressed, or something's gone really bad, or there's been a fight, or a car crash, or or not enough money to pay for um, pay for the rent. They're the times that you want to intervene. It's not sort of waiting till you hit rock bottom after after ten years and your teeth have fallen out. It really isn't. It's 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 good to get stuck in early and our community providers are the ones that can do that. Mm. And Ian, so just lastly, obviously with all of the health reforms, um, te whatu ora, te ora, is this also an, oppor- an opportunity that to, I guess, a, a fresh, a, a blank canvas and a fresh start for, for many um, areas around the country in order to use that to their advantage of starting afresh with these new um, reforms? I think it's. I think it's real opportunity. I think that what you can you can learn the benefit of the reforms are that we can do stuff on a on a national scale. Uh, we're willing to share. We're not going to tell people how to do it, but we're willing to share. We've had a, a great relationship um, down by Plenty and Murapara to to get them up and going. Visited there. They've visited here. Those things work really well because it's it's sort of face to face and sharing the the ups and the downs. So I, I think the opportunity is huge to do addiction services differently and much more uh, engaged with our, with our communities and our community providers. And that was Ian McKenzie talking about Te Ara Oranga.